Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Sports Minutes. In a while, I'll be speaking with uh, former Singapore football striker Alexander Durek, and we'll talk about mindset when you are training well, when you're well into your 40s. What kind of mindset does it take to maintain fitness? For now, though, we're talking about the most talked about sports headline this morning, and it's... You know, it's got me and uh, Ziaul Raushan uh, asking the question, is football fair? The context being Manchester City being charged with more than 100 financial rule breaches by the Premier League. Evidently, it isn't very fair because if you take the charges into consideration and how much success Manchester City have had over the past decade, some would argue they've bought their way to success, right? So clearly that's left other clubs at a disadvantage and therefore on the surface of it, it seems like sport isn't very fair because if you have money in this day and age, you have a head start, Chelsea being a prime example in the current climate. Yeah, well, who who knows when Chelsea or if Chelsea are going to get charged for the amount of money that they spend. But um, let's take a two-pronged approach. The two problems we want to look at in this in this question of is football fair or is sport fair for that matter? One being the Manchester City financial charges. The other one being uh, Leeds manager Jesse March being sacked after, what, 11 months on the job? Oh, yeah. I mean, barely a year trying to build a squad. It's not like he has the same budget. Is it fair that expectation is so high that I want success now? So either you throw money or you throw expertise. Yeah, 100%. I think it's not very fair in that sense where the expectations have ballooned over the years. Mm. Success is almost expected for granted almost. You expect it immediately to happen. With the Jesse Marsh situation, I find it so bizarre that a club would back their manager so well in the January transfer market, get all the players he wants, essentially, including Weston McKinney, who's his compatriot from America, and then after one bad, not one bad result, they're obviously on a bad run of result, but opt to sack him without giving the new manager any new tools of his own he will have to work with Jesse Marshall's tools so it doesn't make sense for me I agree you know when you consider that uh, how much faith they had in uh, Marcel Bielsa with that uh, all action all glory don't bother defending approach which the fans love Jesse Marsh a bit more German style I mean he was from the Bundesliga you see him building a bit of a team USA and I, I feel that Leeds are going somewhere, though they are stuck in the relegation scrap, but not that much different from what Bielsa went through. Yeah, 100%. We talk about that expectation to win, right? I think for yeah. a club like Leeds United, it's just they cannot afford to get relegated at this point. They, yeah. they yeah. cannot they the afford yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they cannot afford it. They yeah. cannot not be in top flight English football. And I think that's why the man- the management has acted the way they have. And they've seen Everton in a mm. short space of time have mm-hmm. a very big manager bounce, new manager bounce. And with Sean Dyche, you know, he's a proven survivor. I think for Leeds now, they just need to keep themselves in the Premier League so they can justify their wage bill for next season. And unfortunately, I think Jesse Marsh does not fit that bill. And I think that's why they've acted now to hopefully push on in the second half of the season and secure Premier League status because I think that's essential for a club like Leeds. We talk about Premier League clubs with steeped in history. Mm. Leeds United is one of them. And as a casual observer, you want them in the Premier League because that's where they belong. And I, while I feel hard done by for Jesse Marsh, I can sort of understand why the management has done this. But let's go back to the wider question of is sports fair in general? Because yeah. Jesse Marsh's sacking may not be fair, but at some level, you do think what's happened to Manchester City, this unprecedented 100 allegations against them in terms of financial breaches, mm. is... is 
a long time coming, really. So there are a couple of questions that come about from that, right? And and I'm thinking a very generic approach. Is sports fair if, let's say, you have more money? Say you're a swimmer, you've got more money, means you can invest in better training. If you are a sprinter, again, you can invest in better coach, better technology. And let's say you have breach in the form of overspending. Now, previously, UEFA tried to to find City. Of course, they escaped that due to uh, a few inconsistent allegations and the fact that some of the allegations, there were time lapses. With this Premier League allegation, I'm just putting it very broadly, there are no time caps Mm. to it. Hence why the Premier League can act this way. Now, uh, coming back to is it fair, so you've won all of this on the back of financial backing, right? Do I take away your glory? take away all the the winners' titles that you've won, I don't think that's fair. For me, I'm with you on this. I essentially think there's no point punishing them for the past. Mm. It needs to be punished for the future, whether that means disqualified from the Champions League for the next five years as a punishment, because that obviously you qualify for the Champions League by virtue of finishing in the top four. So sure. perhaps the punishment needs to come in for the future because then it hurts a bit more. With the past, like that Aguero moment that won them that's the title fair, all right? those years yeah. ago, there's no point to taking it away now because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's part of the history of the Premier League. Like, you're never going to forget that moment. Yes, on the books, it may say now Manchester United will be champions if City are disqualified of the title. I wouldn't enjoy that victory. Exactly. So it's a bit of a shallow one. And honestly, I just feel there's no point going back and punishing them for the past. Yeah. That's done. Yeah. It's about what goes on from here. Because you want to, if Manchester City... The 100 allegations we speak of, if even 20 of them stick, mm. then they will be punished in some way or form. Yep. And what it does is it then sets a precedence for other clubs who are looking to do this. We talk about Chelsea there, who've come out and given uh, two players eight-year contracts just to get past FFP rules. Correct. They're obviously finding a grey area or a loophole in these financial fair play regulations to get the deal by. But if Man City are punished and punished in a big way for the future, mm. it sets a precedence for other clubs who have... There are many Premier League clubs with rich backers, Newcastle, Chelsea, all of them spring to mind. Liverpool could have new owners very soon. Manchester United could have new owners very soon. So you want to set a precedent saying, yes, you can have money and yes, you are entitled to spend the money Mm. as a private business, Mm -hmm. but you need to fall within certain regulations. Mm. So these Premier League allegations should be restricted to the Premier League. What do you think is a fair approach? Because as you mentioned the past, right? The past, those titles were a result of a confluence of factors. Some of those players bought were before the takeover, the Saudi takeover. Um, So perhaps relegation then? I think that would be that that would be some story. We've seen Juventus obviously yeah. in different circumstances being dropped to different divisions and then bouncing back. Just very quickly on that point about buying players prior to maybe Middle Eastern investment. Yeah. Buying a player for 100 million, I'm speaking as a Manchester United fan, does not guarantee you success. True. The player value is determined by the market. Mm. And then what you make of that player's potential is then down to the manager. So I think in that sense, yes, you have money when you get a head start to buy a player for his potential, but what you make of that player is still down to good coaching. So Alex Ferguson talked about this once upon a time, saying player prices were inflated and really who should be blamed here? I would go after the likes of uh, the original big-time owners, Chelsea, for example, and how they splash so much money on players that don't want 50 million on Fernando Torres. And because of that, you set a precedent. You know, when Ed Woodward was in charge of Manchester United, clubs would go oh this guy he's he's got no idea what he's doing but he's got a lot of money so I would charge 10% course, extra yeah. you know and, and, and you've got this completely inflated market which needs correct
direction. 100%. There is the disparity between the top six clubs in the yeah. English flight, English yeah. football, and the rest of the teams as well. But even then, if you look at it, the English Premier League, over just the past transfer window, mm. they've spoken about how the 20 English Premier League clubs are miles ahead of the likes of AC Milan in the Italian League and Real Madrid. If you look at the numbers that come out in spending, yeah. Bournemouth, mighty Bournemouth, <laughs> outbid AC Milan for a player. That would not happen when we were growing up, Elliot. No, and the problem, and then we take it even further back, right? Isn't the problem then these rich broadcasters that come in, sensationalize a league, put their stamp on it, branding, marketing, and then we pay like, what, $100 or something, like $70 or something like that to, to be able to watch Premier League football. That goes into their pockets and that inflate player prices and, and it... <laughs> Where's the joy anymore? Exactly. Like, football has been, to steal a cliche, the soul of it has been sucked out of it, right? Like, you end up paying over-the-top prices. I wasn't very good at econs, but I believe this is called price inelasticity, where you pay whatever amount you need, uh, Elliot and Bruce, whatever amount you need to to get what you want. I I pay a premium purely because... I discussed this with you off-air. It's the only thing I look forward to every weekend to watch live sport. And therefore, I don't mind paying it. And I'm one of a million people in Singapore alone who pays. Mm. So globally, the amount of money that the league makes, is it fair that I'm made to pay that much? And I pay all that money. I'm not even going to get to watch the League Cup final live based on how much I pay. I have to look for a different stream to watch. Right. Right, uh, and and that's uh, worthy of uh, an, a separate discussion altogether. We're we getting our bang for buck there. But uh, coming back to this, is sports fair? So just because I've got money, I'm. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Very bluntly, I put it out there: the rich families are the ones that can afford to send their kids to like schools where rugby is uh, the main sport, and then you get these sports scholarships, which are huge in the United States, so, or, or even basketballs. Uh, that, that may be... So sport no longer is this platform where it can help you break your own cycle. Say if you have a cycle of poverty, but mm. you have this talent, it can break the cycle for your family. Whereas if your family naturally is rich, I mean, I can use this to leverage and get a bit more fame. 100%. It gives you that head start you need because it's not just your bank balance that gives you the head start. It's the circles you, you, course, you hang out with. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the networking comes from your parents if yeah. you're, you are advantaged or privileged enough to be in that situation. And it's the same for clubs. I get into a good school here in Singapore and that school maybe ha- is one of the top rugby teams in Singapore. And the thing about Singaporeans is uh, what, what secondary school you're from tends to come up, right? Of course. And that is that network there. Ex- so if I can't afford to go there, I'm I'm done. Exactly. And then you talk about the ratios of not coming from a privileged background and yeah. trying to make it there. It's one in a million. That's yeah. why Leicester City winning the title four, five, six years ago now stood out so much yes. because of the current climate of all the clubs, mega rich clubs, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, all splurging money. But here comes little Leicester with their tie-backed owners, not yeah. splashing the cash, but winning it through football. And I think that's why everybody holds on to an underdog story so much because mm. we know sport is not fair in the current climate. We yeah. know it's not just about putting your heart and soul into it. If you have money, you're going to have a head start because you talk about buying players. It's not just players. Mm. You have a whole infrastructure, you have a whole sporting system. Mm-hmm. To bring it back to Singapore, the Lion City Sailors are miles ahead of the eight different teams. But it's the investment. Because they had investment. It's and now, like uh, Johor... Darul Taksim. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, and, and it becomes a one-horse league. But does yeah. that has that guaranteed LCS success? Possibly not. But mm. there are other factors that play a part. But essentially, to answer the question we started with, is sport fair? 
I don't think it is. No, not anymore. And and that's the same with life. Life not is not anymore. fair. It's yeah. there are various different factors that fall in play. Unfortunately, with sport, money does give you a good head start. It's it's really unfortunate, right? Uh, the underdog story shouldn't be an underdog story. It should be fair play. But that's uh, like you said, that's that's life. Um, the only fair play that can come in is the hope that uh, they will find proper evidence and Manchester City is found guilty rightfully and not for the sake of uh, I don't know just just to get back at them I think it's about time it's addressed yeah. and I'm glad this allegations has come out overnight and hopefully yeah. I go back to my point this needs to set the precedence and set the ring fence on this situation for the future Okay just a quick one uh, and it's back to Jesse March being snacked as a Leeds manager who do you think should take over <laughs> at Leeds United Sam Allardyce no I'm Sam, kidding I, no he'll survive though I mean long top, ball when you want to hire someone you have your objectives right yeah. top of that objective list for Leeds United at the moment is survival yeah. so you're going to go get someone who you assures money, you though. exactly yeah. I, I, do you yeah exactly so the question is now if survival is their end goal Who's in the market? I mm. wish I wish they did it a couple of weeks ago because Sean Dyche might have well taken that job. Sure. So who's in the? I don't think they're going to go for big name. Someone Not I know back to Bielsa either. It's been it's been mentioned, but you want that new manager bounce. What about Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard? I do uh, feel they were illustrious midfielders, but mm. they flattered to deceive, and you cannot give such a precarious job. Mm. to them in this circumstance. If they were mid-table and safely there, possibly, but not in this current circumstance. Uh, Ralph uh, hansen Hopel. Hazenutel is a very good manager and he I feel you can see Southampton are struggling without him because they're plump last yeah, so yeah. it could possibly but I think the important thing for Leeds United now is to get someone with Premier League experience it's not time to go out there and give someone a chance to ply their trade or learn their yeah. trade Thomas Tuchel's available that would be that would be blockbuster you see that's the thing those are bigger name managers I think you need someone who's going to get it right for you and get it right immediately because yeah. I think Leeds United have a good squad of players yeah, it's just possibly <laughs> if, if, if the management is listening ask Elliot for my number we'll get in touch yeah, you can hire me too I wouldn't mind definitely I know the listeners will miss us though if you take up that job to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's A-W-E-D-I-O available on Google Play or the App Store